Hello and welcome to the CMG podcast, bringing you some interesting conversations on business, life and career. I'm Tony Cantwell, and in each episode, I'll be speaking to a special guest to invite them to share their knowledge and expertise. Make sure to check out our links for upcoming CPD training and conferences in the descriptions below. This week, we take a look at two key business skills, time management and public speaking. There's no doubt that mastery of these two skills can have a profound positive effect on your career. To talk us through some key insights and tips on how to get the best of these skills, I'm delighted to be joined today by Sonia Miko. Now, before we start, let me tell you a little about Sonia's background. Sonia is an exceptional tutor and is one of CMG's most popular trainers for professionals and executives across leading Irish companies and organizations. Sonia has worked as a consultant engineer and project manager in the built industries. She also lectures in TU Dublin and has been active in the areas of management and training for international projects. She's currently doing an MBA while delivering several training programs for CMG training. Sonia, you train hundreds of people here in CMG and on soft skills and the likes of public speaking, time management, negotiation skills, um, people management and so forth. But looking at time management first, what do you see as the big errors people are making in time management? Uh, errors. Uh, I suppose when you think about the lots of delegates who come our way and they say their uh, their challenge is trying to prioritize. Yeah, is is the biggie for people that recognition of their work and which takes priority over others. Um, my, fa- I think my fascinating. I, I use a lot of analogies for any people listening to me who have been at any of my courses. Um, like kind of like the game of Pac Man. You know yeah. the old school, yeah. where they feel like their day is literally just reactory, you know, reaction yes. and changing direction, changing direction. They're losing focus and uh, so we're spending where the day constantly reacting, reacting. to whatever's coming yes. up at that moment. Yes. Where it, it's very much time management. If you hopefully are in the art, start practicing, and that's it. It's a practicing of the art. You have to commit to time management, um, structure, yeah. purpose in your day, visualizing where you were to go, and not losing focus of that goal irrespective of the things that are going to happen to you throughout that day I probably would advise people to be um, they don't see themselves see it as a commodity that you value or see it as a commodity that you would be protective of and if you can break it into chunks of a commodity when people kind of pop into you and go have you got a minute mm-hmm. <laughs> and you go hmm a fiver you say you know if it's money or whatever if you can view it as a commodity that you kind of go well I'm in the middle of something right now but go on you can assess pretty quickly whether you do need to change what you were doing or you'll in a polite professional manner say I did say listen I'm in the middle of something can I come back to you later on that and you're more protective of that element of that piece of work that you were doing at that time so assertively being able and confidently being able to say I'm in the middle of something right now. Yeah. But then being able to assess pretty quickly going, okay, let's say it was 50 euro. <laughs> yes. Do I want to give you 50 euro? <laughs> so the value that people put on their exactly. time is just, yeah. it can vary. It can vary. And then to break it into chunks and commodities. Because yeah. your day is a series of kind of chunks and commodities and how you're going to spend them and on whom and on what tasks. So if you visualize it in a very structured way and in chunks, and then whoever comes in, you have to make that assessment yeah. going, hmm. And it's a, it's a matter of, again, committing. Uh, with that, you'll always see even a small pebble, 
in a swimming pool will have a ripple. True. Yeah. True. So as you're making those decisions, ripple effects. That's very true. I know for me, when I sometimes sit down, I would regard myself as being reasonably good at time management, <laughs> but I would make a list. I'm, a li I'm one of life's list makers. <laughs> and so I put this down on paper, but I can't go to bed until it's all done. Now, Oops. what happens is it could take longer than the average day. I just need to get these things done. Mm. Now, I won't scrimp on them or I won't, mm. you know, short circuit them or shortcut them in any way, but it'll take longer sometimes. Mm. Or maybe a project or a task, I had allocated a certain time for that. Mm. It went longer. Mm. Is there issues like that where... I don't kind of advocate, um, you, you have to like systematize. Maybe you underestimated the time you would invest and it went longer and there's well, a discipline. Can, to that it. can happen to, you know, being, I call, I call it, um, are you a bit of a Monica, right? Do you remember Monica from Friends? Yes. Uh, are you a Monica? And do we polish the underside of the banisters, you know? Right. That uh, isn't it better to have done three things adequately than two things perfectly? and drop a ball. So recognition of work, what's required, standards, it's all important, um, but relative also. Yes. Um, it's a systematic way of approaching your work because the staying late and coming in early concepts is actually yeah. just you kind of uh, consuming time. Yeah. It's not I know, you creating. I know yeah. I wouldn't want to do that too often, mm -hmm. but there are days when I just, particularly a Thursday or a Friday, mm. I just want to get these things done. Mm. I don't want them carried into next week. So I, f I mm. used to feel until now <laughs> that I was actually getting getting these things done and how wonderful was I. But obviously, you know, I've got a few things to pick up mm. from that and say, well, you know, I don't want to be a Monica. And, you know, I might have to look at that. <laughs> well, it's, it, it is that recognition of, of sometimes certain tasks. But uh, like all of my courses, I yeah. think nearly all of them, um, they're very much designed around self-awareness. And self-reflection. If you if you can't kind of look internally and go, do I do that? Um, I'm not sure. You know where you could ever begin. It has to begin with that self-recognition of your own activities before we can start addressing strategies to overcome them or improve them. Well, if you were, for people listening to this program now and they've got maybe some issues with time management. I know we live in a world of instant <laughs> gratification and there's got to be a, a silver bullet yes. for these things. But is there a few basic top tips mm. that they could take away? Two or three top tips that say, look, instantly improve your time management by doing this. Mm. Visualization, absolutely. Humans recall imagery six times faster than the, than the written word. So you, a utilization of schedules and planners. Um, uh, never, you know, forget the simplicity of old school behaviors, even like the old wall planners. Yes. You know, they are fantastic. Yeah. I would put maybe, you know, three top strategies that I'd want to achieve this year on that. And then I can see it like lights coming. Yeah. So it's visualization of the train yeah. coming in at what speed. So planners, some people like to use the um, phones and screens, but I find them quite small. I, I think it's harder to... I'm um, a pen and paper yeah, all or the time. Diary or diary kind of. Or uh, yeah. all the time. I just, I carry it around. Yeah, so a top tip definitely is to use visualization to assist okay. um, because it helps us get more organized and see things coming. Yeah. Um, structure. You have to have a structure to... It's okay. You have to have some form of a structure plan. It's How okay do for... start that? Yeah, I, mean, I was going to say, it's okay to change it. Yeah. You know, but, you know, you have to have one. What kind of structure? What do you mean when you say structure? Oh, structure. So, like, if you become quite 
a creature of habit within your day even you can book a creature of habit within your week so I'll refer to the old Obama thing you know the way he only ever wore two colour suits really when, his, when he was in office because they say he had more important decisions to make later in his day <laughs> yeah so when so, certain things like you yeah. know why is there a school uniform phew thank god imagine yes. if my children had to choose an outfit every morning so certain decisions and structure within your day yeah. having a email time in your day versus being a slave to your email absolutely um you know having administrative sec- section of your day so structuring your day because i imagine then what you're saying even particularly with emails and the mm. likes you're doing something bing on the computer yes. they drop everything mm. respond to the email that could go off on a tangent yeah. somewhere and notifications away. and even things like that i i had one delegate there today saying you know but it could have been important email if you see the envelope alone you know that little yeah. ping of an envelope it could have been important I said it could have you're right could also be spam yes by looking at an envelope you don't know <laughs> yes but already it's done its damage by you seeing the notification and sending your brain that way because you're already distracted exactly it's sending you down a path whether it is or isn't so maybe when you say do that you would say limit it open your emails at 11 o'clock or it doesn't need some people kind of fret and I would come in uh, some also piece of advice from gurus in the past was always like come in do real work then do your emails yes so tackle real work first then have your allotted email time whether that is one hour into your day an hour and a half into your day you know again these are within your choice because you're you're structuring and planning your day but come in and do real work excellent you know create focus time but you seem to be one of life's constant Learners, you just you, you have this yearning for learning. I don't know. Wonder can I, I know. actually coin that phrase? I like a twist. <laughs> patented it. I'm gonna lash that down very quickly. <laughs> but you seem to have a yearning for learning. I probably, in one way, I would. In certain aspects, no. I would call. It, I'd love to consider myself a facilitator of learning, because each time I would even do a CMG course, I I love to get all the kind of experiences of all the delegates there and get them to yeah. share. Yeah. So have you tried this? What about, well, I found that I've done this. Like there's a wealth of knowledge in that room every single time it, it, it runs. And it's different every single time because of the mix of people that are there. Somebody said, I was, at a, I was doing a radio show a couple of weeks ago or whatever, and, and um, the other guest who was on was talking about the training. And she said, the magic happens in the room when the delegates start talking to each other and yes. they start mixing stuff up with yes. the trainer involved obviously yes. and the whole and that's the magic in the room yeah that there's it, things you pick up there and they they share the experience they realize yes. i'm not the only one who yes maybe needs this i i open always with going i have zero intention of killing you with powerpoint summarizing exactly how i killed you with powerpoint yes. and sending you home yes never my dream and, and i'd like to hope that it's supported never been the case well, it's just it's got to work i heard this morning i thought it was a party in that room this morning <laughs> i thought it was i didn't know what was going on i thought drink might be involved <laughs> they were all having such a good time Thank but then it all got down to business and yeah. everybody got stuck in and then the, the atmosphere outside at the breaks people really enjoy that yeah whole they network and they talk yeah. and if you can break down barriers while you get them to you know like learning should be fun yeah you know uh, and there should I try to introduce elements of humour and imagery and things like that because people will remember them yes and if they do you, make an impact if you go training and you want to remember what you learned yeah um, so if humour or little degrees of things like that can or as I say it's, I hate uh, I say some people are scared or don't like it or you get, it can get a negative thing when you say role play um, and they fear it or get scared of the terror oh god oh, I hate doing role play 
But actually, if anything, I just call them maybe some fun interactions where I get people to, you know, share an experience um, and then it can turn into humor. You know, then that's some of the laughter you were hearing. Or maybe I was sharing some no, of my own humor. You're my <laughs> putting up your that. slides on holidays. But uh, no, I've heard. Now, this leads me nicely on to the whole thing of that great fear of public speaking. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to jump ahead here for a minute because yeah. I've heard when you train people on this course, I've heard people leaving so chuffed that they came in so nervous, thinking, I can't do this. And I think there might be role play. <laughs> and I might have to get up and say something and all that. And they go out, and I heard, I heard at least two or three people to walking out saying, they can't wait to do it again. They were really looking forward to doing it again themselves because they just felt there was this new confidence in their ability to be able to stand up in front of people. Mm -hmm. So you've obviously brought something out in what is a terribly fearful mm. subject, the whole art of public speaking. Mm. It can bring um, genuine, you know, really strong nerves in some individuals, you know. Um, I will say, I, you know, I give tips and tricks and you try and ease people through the processes that there are things that we can do to, you know, reduce nerves in, in people. There is no short, shortcut to hard work either, though. No. You know, and you will, I always send delegates home with a degree of, you know, I call it homework, but it's not forced homework, but it's homework mm. um, for practice because, you know, it is very, very true what they say, anything that appears effortless. Was it effortless? Never. No. I mean, I had to get up on stage uh, to, to, to introduce a night with one of the award ceremonies. Mm -hmm. And um, I thought to myself, because I have an ego, I thought, no. how, hard, how hard can it be, you know? So I said, I'm going to do the introduction. I'm going to introduce the MC. I'm going to welcome everybody. I'm going to, that's fine. So as it got closer and closer, I felt I was starting to think about it an awful lot more. Mm. And then I was thinking, how hard can it be? I feel very nervous about mm. this. This is starting to play on my brain. So it came to the night and um, I found my hands were shaking little sweaty palms mm. I, f I felt I actually did consider maybe doing a runner uh, <laughs> at one stage because it now there was about 440 people in the room mm. they had arrived and hit the bar at about six it was now eight o'clock a lovely bunch of people they were just it's the once a year where they could catch up mm. and they meet their colleagues and they're having a few drinks and they're so happy and they're so into the whole night and all mm. of this and I stood up on stage and I tried to introduce the night and ladies and gentlemen, you're all very welcome. No response, they kept talking. They just kept chatting away. Um, I tried to, I was borderline shouting, um, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. And then somebody uh, the very graciously in the audience hit the glass with the fork or whatever. And then people turned around and were like, you're interrupting my night. What, this better be good. <laughs> And I, all I wanted to do was introduce, but I made such a big thing in my head yeah. about this towards the end. Yeah. Um, now, in the end, it was fine. Mm. I introduced the night. Over to you, Marty. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Off I went. <laughs> but would that be a normal, natural reaction to big events like that? I, to be honest, I don't think um, it has to be big events. It's whatever you make it big in your own head, really, a lot of the time for, yeah. you know, some people I know have got just as nervous. And I still have students today who have to give a class presentation, they literally are, you know, beyond anxiety is, is, is a word. Um, I remember myself um, 
okay and I say a certain degree of nerves are good yeah. right because it shows that you care exactly and it's an energy that you can kind of should latch on to and, and build yeah. from and it shows that the complacency of oh I just rock up and I think people even connect with that and they, they won't necessarily that was my initial like, reaction yeah. I'm going to rock up introduce <laughs> this night yeah but people don't they, the people are very astute they don't even pick you know they would pick negatively to that if you yeah. get me um, so uh, that little bit of caring and nerves is good some advice I give to people of course are t- trips that you can do to kind of you know reduce your heart rate and, and things like this and breathing to little, uh, no. a, a little funnily enough a little lift to the face and a smile right even in the most stressful environment yeah. it actually reduces your heart rate Wow. Right, it's signed to even FBI studies that came from hostage <laughs> negotiations. Um, so you must have that little lift of the face and it's it's a brain hack. Um, even how you hold your body positions can raise your testosterone levels to make you feel that you're more confident. Mm. So there are things you can do to assist, right, your body first and your mind. Yeah. Then we'll turn it into. But again, what makes you nervous? Was it, are you prepared? Are you overprepared? Are you not confident in the content? Are you so all the you've, mental? You've got to know what it is you're going to be talking exactly. about. Exactly, and who's your audience? Yes. Most people are most nervous around their peers. So again, if it's a peer group you're going into, how many times have you given it? Again, myself when I entered into the first academic, um, you know, presentation at the yeah. time, I remember revisiting the nerves, going, "Oh my god, <laughs> hang on, are you nervous again?" <laughs> if anything, you know. So I made sure I did lots of them, and then yeah, yeah I remember another time I volunteered myself. A number of times for different uh, opportunities to speak to larger groups and of academics and I was there going okay it's it, they didn't go away but it diluted you know and then you're realizing repetition, yeah so practice yeah repetition um, homework you know there's, no, there's certain things you can do to make sure that your nerves will be yeah. because it's the voice in your head that you are talking to uh, that you need to reaffirm it's you there's a reason it's you Remember, yeah. honor a mineral vegetable. Can you do the job? Can you do the job? I can indeed. I mean, I, I, I think I've got some sort of slight kink in my system because I would volunteer a tear for things and then I'd go, <laughs> why? Yeah. Why did I do that? <laughs> what am I going to do now? I'm now nervous about this. I didn't need to be nervous. Yeah. But I find it kind of pushes you. Yeah. It's and you grow from it. Yeah. And funny enough, on the few occasions when I was on stage and I'd be doing introductions or presentations, mm-hmm. The amount of people that come up to you on the floor afterwards and say hi yeah. and talk to you and yeah. whatever it is, it, it, the profile goes with that, doesn't oh, it? It's a it's a big benefit, you know, and it, yeah. it's a nice artistry in, you know, the ability to be confident and relaxed, you yeah. know, in front of an audience. Um, but I also think it's a career builder. Oh, very much so. Like that art, no matter what your career, like no matter what your discipline, yeah, whether you're going to present to a client. Whether yes. you're going to present, you know, if to you your colleagues. If you can do a nice presentation to your peers, or you're at, you're addressing four or five hundred people, yeah. it it is a career builder. Isn't oh, it? it's a it, it's a it's nearly an unfair advantage. It is. Yeah, that's exactly it. It's yeah. nearly an unfair advantage to be able to kind of give presentations confidently. You know, yes. have an audience in the palm of your hand. I had one lecturer who taught us on Saturday morning nine o'clock. You think it's a graveyard shift, wouldn't you? <laughs> the no. man could have read the phone book to me. Wow. I was that enthralled. He had such an artistry to his ability to present. Material was nearly irrelevant. Yeah. He had the artistry of everything else down. It was it was nearly, as I said, the phone book. He could have read the phone book. And we all would have been in, the, in his palm of his hand. People buy, um, you know, 
why you do it, not necessarily what you do. You know what I mean? Yes. They have, it's that passion, that connection. Um, but homework and expertise in your field and going in prepared, not needing to read anything. And what if, and I would say, you're the most important visual aid in the room. What if it all went? What if the typo went down? What if PowerPoint didn't work and yes. you were left standing in front of an audience? What would, would you do then? Yeah, yeah. How would you so deal with that? can you happily ad lib around your subjects, your subject area? Yeah. Can you, do you know your product? Um, sometimes before as well, prepping some students for, you know, a job interview or, I would say, no, 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 put the stuff away. Okay, just tell me what you know. No, yeah. no, put it away. Tell me what you know from now off the top of your head. What's in there? Tell me. And then that's the part where you can actually see yeah. the real homework, their real thoughts on the yeah. subject and stuff like that. So so if, if you have, if there's listeners who are, they have a presentation coming up mm-hmm. or they've got something to a peer group or whatever, the top couple of tips there would be know your stuff. Homework, yeah, homework you have to do homework. That you do. Is there anything in terms of practice the speech, practice the presentation, go mm-hmm. through it? Is that yes, absolutely. You would have to practice. Do your homework practice. Um, don't forget the art of storytelling. Yeah. We're telling stories all our lives. Um, so whatever it is your presentation is, if you can tell it in the form of a story, they get it to connect with your audience. That's where we connect. So the artistry of storytelling. If you have, um, I, I say this as well to some delegates as well, if you have children at home, you know, they're, they're very, they're very real and they're very honest. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They'll give you feedback. <laughs> Sit them down. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> give them, use them as a trial audience and they'll tell you straight out Is what, it right? what they think. Sorry, mom, I'm off now. Yeah. That's not going to work for me. Well, they would probably be the hardest audience to engage for the shortest yeah. period of time, if yeah. you get me. So utilize your kitties is one way. I would say um, you can either record yourself on your smartphone or something like that and watch yourself back. You're yeah. going to be your world's own worst critic, really. Yeah. Um, when so. you see people coming in um, for public speaking, um, are they particularly more nervous than the other courses or is, is it all very much? The audience would vary. So some can come in very, very nervous individuals, yeah. you know, and, and I, I work with them to, re- to relax and realize that I'm just here to kind of give them tips and tricks to take away, to practice, that it's yeah. not that I'm going to torture them to go up there and, no, no, get up there and we're all going to rate you. You know what I mean? It, it's yeah. not that. It, it, it because we're all in this together kind of thing. Yeah. And then we'll have a few coming in that are quite polished, you know, and but yeah. I would say as well that they're nearly too polished to connect the connection. Oh, so right. if you become too robotic, you're not going to, you know, get. And that's the thing about relaxing, being yourself, connecting with an audience. Is there anything else I can do to inform it? Everything is about performance, yeah. you know, competitive yeah. edge. Like companies and their abilities to, I think, um, to be a learning organization. Yeah. That is it. That is definitely the difference going forward. If you're coming in to learn soft skills, mm. That is your, I think it's a big tell about your company, that you're a learning organization. Remember, things yes. can be copied. Products can copied easy yeah. enough. Services can be copied easy enough. Um, the war on talent, that's kind of out there yes. at the moment. If you can have a skill set, like in the soft skill set, within your company and your ability to morph and learn faster than your competitors, yeah. you're already getting a, a competitive edge. Hugely. It's a I think big difference. I've spoken to people in the past and I've said you can be the most fantastic um, engineer or surgeon or manager or whatever, but if you've got terrible time management skills mm. or if you've got uh, poor management skills in mm. general or whatever, things fall off. 
productivity suffers, business mm. suffers mm. as a result. And very often these are underrated skills, yes. aren't they? Yeah, very much so. It's it's the efficiencies. Yeah, we want yes. productivity and efficiency. You can tighten everything yeah. up a little I'd bit. Love, I say as well, there's a big difference between activity and productivity. I know a lot of people busy doing nothing. Yes, yeah, or don't confuse busyness with business. That's and, yes. and that's the a lot of the soft skills sides on the wealth of you know benefits that companies can yeah. get from it is that teaching people that the artistry of effectiveness of team building you know working with your the people management side of things yeah. getting your teams happier um more productive stop making things twice <laughs> that's the art of communication even going wrong. Yes. you know yeah. making you know uh, making products twice doing it the wrong way you know all these small little things that you can, yeah, that can go unnoticed when you add them together you know it's a multiplied wealth. by multiplied by uh, it's a wealth. It's it's nearly you know you can't put a figure to it, you know. Lastly, on this, and I'm asking this because I know that you were a CrossFit fan, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. from a physical fitness and energy levels. And so, are you still yeah. doing the CrossFit? I way? am. Yeah. Are you? Yes. Crazy, crazy yeah. me. Yeah. It's so tough. I think my coach has said to me as well, you know yourself, Sonny, the only way out of this now is out the other side. Yes, finish it, <laughs> yes. finish it. And you have to get out the other side. Do yeah. you find the whole thing of fitness and exercise is beneficial in the world of business? Oh, it's, um, personally, I say, you know, I, I, absolutely, I couldn't live without it. I actually couldn't live, when you think about it, I have three teenagers at home, I have... Uh, hanging on to the husband, I know, yes. bless him, I do have the husband, I'm very understanding, um, an MBA, yes. and I've worked. Um, yeah. and I've CrossFit so yes. yeah the CrossFit keeps me alive because I need to release that energy um, yes. you know, but it gives me energy so if you don't like the part of investing in yourself you have to from a management point of view if I have to come in and that's I'd like to think hopefully all my delegates would support me on this one um, if I haven't got the energy and passion to give enthusiast, enthusiasm over to my day how could any delegates in front of me expect to have any and they won't pick it up and, and they'll they won't, see it. Yeah, so you need to have energy and drive you know, to get in and give passion to what yes. you're about to, to do for that day. And I find that you know the levels of CrossFit, well, I suppose CrossFit, or just any form of degree fitness. of exercise, fitness, just looking after you, means that you can come in and, and do it all again the next day, You yeah. know, to, to have the passion to be on to do it all again the next yeah. day. Absolutely looking after, I call it, that beautiful Rolls Royce that God made us all individual you have to look after that to be able to get in and do a great job as a manager a great job as a leader a great job you know what I mean so yeah, yeah I it's would important to try and get key. something in like that and yeah. the more active you stay and become you know what I mean as I'm I'm a dinosaur with you there Tony uh, <laughs> it helps us getting older I find you know? that you push yourself just for physical fitness but it, it's worth it in the end but also you find you push yourself in learning mm-hmm. push yourself career wise um, and it's all moving forward. Sonia, thank you so much for coming in. It's been a real pleasure. You're very I think, welcome to I think people will pick up an awful lot from that today. Oh, fingers crossed. And yeah. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. You're very welcome. Thanks very much. Thank you for listening. Make sure to subscribe, rate and review this podcast. Also, make sure to check out our links for upcoming CPD training and conferences in the descriptions below. Thanks again. Mm-hmm.